0: Welcome to the Bud Revel Show, a podcast like no other podcast out there. We have really unique business ideas that we're going to talk about. Ideas that either will make you money, lose you money, but will always keep you thinking. We also we can talk about some trending topics, and we have a really special guest on today. Her name is Abby Gumper, and I'm going to introduce you in a minute. Abby Gumper. Before I even let her go on, she was one of the one of the few actresses that actually made me cry. <laughs> Abby, thank you for joining us today.
1: <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here. This
0: is exciting. I just wanted to tell you, we're starting a little later than normal. So if I fall asleep in between, Abby's going to wake me up. i got to wake up, Abby. Oh, i At 6.30 in the morning tomorrow. I mean, early. I'm sorry. I wake up 4.50 to be the dentist at 6.30 in the morning. Six thirty in the morning the dentist. Just,
1: I've never heard of a dentist appointment. He this early. guy <laughs> starts
0: like at really insane times. And it's like I was there at six PM last time at five o'clock appointment and he was like a ador- lying at the door. When does he sleep? I don't know. What he does. <laughs> I don't know. I just I don't I hope he doesn't fall asleep while I do my teeth. It's, but it's really weird. I get it done with so Anyway, Abby. Abby starred in my film The Undead. Yeah. Would you like to tell everybody about your role a little bit?
1: Sure, sure. So I was the goth teenage daughter, Rachel, um, and who's struggling with grief and family and has a sense of humor, and it was just a blast.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, one of the things people ask about acting is... Well, first of all, how did you know you are going to become an actress? When did you actually start deciding um, on doing this stuff?
1: So in the seventh grade, um, I went to a public school, and... Um, If you had a high enough grade point average, you didn't have to take a reading class. Um, So you could go and opt into like the fun elective classes. And I told my mom I wanted to try the drama class. And it was that ever since. It's like I got a a feel of it and I've never wanted to do anything else.
0: Wow. Now, what would you say was your hardest role?
1: Oh, that's a great question.
0: I'm trying to have good questions. I know, I know. (laughs) It's
1: good to come on to a podcast with good questions. Um probably something that I did in college, um, just because they were normally like outside of your range. Like, do you know like when you work in college, it's supposed to stretch you. Um, and so you're like doing somebody that's like a 30-year-old when you're 18 and you have no life experience to pull from.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the things that I find challenging—I'm trying to do a little acting, not at your level, but i been trying—is memorizing lines. Yeah. And I, and you know what, memorizing lines is hard enough.
1: Yeah.
0: And how do you how do you come back? I heard heard some tricks.
1: Yeah. I learned,
0: and do, I'm just curious, what tricks have you learned? What do you use? Like if it's a whole, like if you, uh, like a monologue, how do you memorize lines of that? How do you go about doing that?
1: So um, it sort of evolved. Like my how I originally used to do it is that you would take like a paragraph and you would take the first letter of each word in the oh, paragraph, okay, okay, and one, yeah. then you would be able to look through that. But recently, um, my process has changed, and so I've started to like really focus on what the character is saying, like the subtext underneath it, and um, it allows me to actually sort of just get off book naturally. And then I'll look back at it, and just like going through it, and as long as I know exactly what, I, what I'm saying in regards to what the last character said, I end up getting it in my head really easily.
0: You know, I just find it interesting is the idea of trying to be real yeah, and then having a director.
1: Yeah. Because yeah.
0: like I'm thinking like, let's say you're trying to be real at that moment and you had your arm on this here. And they have you do it again and it did not feel real so you moved it here. But they really want you to stay in frame. Yeah. So is that some of the hardest things is basically to keep not only the lines in order but the facial expressions or the thing. Is that like challenging as a whole?
1: Sometimes it's this joke that they say in like in theater school all the time where... An actor gets on a stage for the first time, and they're supposed to like drink out of a cup. And all of a sudden, you don't know how to drink out of a cup anymore. It's like this different part of your brain. You're like, oh my gosh, I've never held a cup. Um, So that that does sometimes become challenging, especially if like you're not in line with what the director wants the character. Like if you two have different vision of who this character is and what they would do like if you don't think that your character would put your arm here like they wouldn't be that casual in that moment if there isn't room for that conversation then i find it really difficult
0: i also think it's not only hard again the memorizing lines but also memorizing the body language
1: and i wouldn't say that i have that perfect yet like you'll go on i'll work on some major sets um like doing standing work and you'll watch these film and TV actors that have done this for decades and every single take they do the exact same thing and it feels fresh every time just because they're so used to needing to do that I think I'm still at a place where sometimes I'm like oh my gosh I didn't put my hair behind my ear on that last take like the continuity's off mm-hmm. so it's definitely like sometimes it is hard
0: yeah you know? and I it's interesting the difference between acting for a movie versus acting I don't know if you've done it for like a theater or with people yeah. clapping I think part of wanting to be an actor is the idea that people like you're performing and you get the excitement of people clapping. Yeah. But the thing about when we did a film I mean until <laughs> you're done with the whole thing nobody knows what's going to happen. I mean I guess the excitement is to see it in the theater to see people people are Exactly. But, if, but the, the big thing with theater is, is the, the reward of hearing the claps and feeling people connected with you yeah
1: and it's been a while that theater was all I did growing up and then like just as I graduated school I started to just mainly do film and TV most of that I think is because of the pandemic because mm-hmm. um, theater wasn't happening so it's like what are you gonna do if you want to act um, and then I started to like it but yeah you definitely especially for like comedies, um, I haven't done a whole ton of, like, film and TV comedies, but I can only imagine how difficult that is.
0: Yeah, to try to get up to that level. And it's funny, because you're making, we were doing a horror film, and you're not sure if you're scaring everybody. Yeah. And it's all done, <laughs> so it's interesting.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, trying to, um, it's funny, we had, um... I love the director for our film, Mina. <laughs> Mina um, she's behind the camera. But it was like, I knew there was a trust level there where if I knew that if it wasn't reading, I knew somebody would say something. Like I knew Mina would let me know if it wasn't reading the way that I wanted it to. Right. Which is like, that's nice to have that trust. You had another, in di- yes. you had yeah.
0: another director in one of your little films we did recently. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I too. <did. laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> and it was lovely. But it was a lot of fun. That was fun. That, that was interesting because, again, taking that director chair chair was a little different. You know, yeah. trying to make sure seeing things in a different, make sure everybody knows what they need to do. Exactly. Even though it's easy for you, trying to translate to somebody else is a little, a little awkward totally. feeling, you know? So. And I feel
1: like you came into that role really nicely. Thank you. I like appreciate seeing that. you do that. Thank
0: you. One of the big challenges, I guess, is auditions. Yes. Because, I guess, do you run into the same people in auditions? and
1: Mostly all virtual now.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah, I
1: barely, I mean, probably, I've done 70 auditions this year, and I'll right. say maybe I went into the room once. It was almost all virtual.
0: Now, let's say you got a job to acting, and you're in a bad mood, but you have to play a happy character. Yeah. Has that ever happened to you?
1: Yes. Or like, let's say, worst case scenario, you're acting across somebody you're supposed to love, And you don't like them Mm. like what do you do then um and it's like for me i think of um and my acting coach it's like you think of where the emotions are for you so anytime i feel like intense joy or intense anger or something i try to um step out of it for a moment and see where it is in my body like see where it clicks so that when it comes time to have to play a character that's feeling that and I'm not feeling it to like be able to actually recall where that is sensationally to feel
0: it. You went to acting schools? Mm-hmm. What school did you go to?
1: Um, I went to Pace University in Manhattan.
0: And you felt like it gave you a lot of it give you a lot of notes. So cuz I got it's interesting when my first films I did we I had three people I at a director and a producer and me and you know they studied all the stuff but we noticed there's one actress Right away. Her name was China Lane. Yeah. And it was just weird because, I don't know, it just came across and it's not like we just saw it. Like, I'm just wondering how much is natural and how much is actually taught. Can you yeah. be a really bad actor <laughs> and be all of a sudden taught to be a good actor? Or was it to like naturally happened to you? Yeah.
1: I think for sure anything can be taught. Like, I think that somebody can be bad and with enough... Like, if they really work hard and try, like, I think anybody can be good at something. Um, but there is, like, a natural... Like, you look at some of these little kids that act, yeah, it's and a, some of them are incredible.
0: Right, you know? and that's interesting, too, They brought up there. Because yeah. it's like, somebody spends their entire life studying the art of being an actor, yeah. and then you have this little five-year-old that's incredible, and it's like, you know, what is the point of going to school? Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
1: Do you know what I think it is? If we really want to get down to, like, the nitty-gritty, is that kids know how to play. Right. And they know how to live in the imaginary. And, and then, like, you grow up and you lose it. And you forget it. Yeah, so you then you have to go to school to learn it again.
0: Now, I don't want to get too personal, but like, you're acting, you're playing a role with somebody, this was a love. Mm-hmm. do they ever get the wrong signals that you actually do love fantasy
1: <laughs> you know that is that is a horrifying <laughs> idea like you're always worried that your co-star is going to be like how real is this right exactly <laughs> that is
0: it is a lot that's
1: like you always have to be like so like you're my friend great.
0: <laughs> so what other than other than being in a film and being in another short film what what kind of acting roles have you had recently what have you been working on
1: um i have been doing a lot of different shorts um i did a short film that went to the manhattan film festival and it won an award and then we went back and did a second part to it which was really cool um same director i did another short um so mainly those and like, just working on the craft of it, you know?
0: Do you... I mean, it's it's a difficult field yeah. to be into because, you know, it's, you never know. It's not like a financially, you know, every day I go to work and something. It's like a risk. Do you do other work to... Yeah, financially. Okay. What other work do you do? If you know me.
1: Um, no, yeah, of course. I love talking about my SAG. Kids. <laughs> um, so I am in SAG. So I'm in the union. So I'll hop onto different sets and do like background and stand work. And then I'm a caterer. Oh. Um, and that actually pays really well. I just started working at a sushi restaurant in the office. So like, it's a high end. They're like, they're the thirteenth best restaurant in the. In North America, really? Yeah, that's sushi. what they were rated. Right. Yeah, that sounds and, good. I like sushi. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Now um, are,
0: there's, there's now you know this is the Bud Rebel shell, so yes. we need a little bit of Rebel side to you. And I found something out that's quite shocking, to everybody. this j- oh. Petite young lady. <laughs> Is actually a big weight lifter. Yeah, yeah. We're talking, we're talking about bench press, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm working on it too. My goal is to do 45s on each side. So today <laughs> I went and lifted. Today it was chest and bicep day. Um, I you did,
0: do you do like regular press, and you do regular flat bench, and you do incline and decline.
1: Yep. Uh-huh. yep I try to hit all the different areas of the chest um, so my flat bench press is definitely my most impressive and I can do I wish I could have somebody there to like spot me no
0: one's spotting
1: you no because I get too nervous like really? I just don't know anybody at the gym and it feels so weird to like grab a guy and be like hey
0: uh-huh. <laughs> Like, that, <laughs>
1: spot me really quickly. Or then I got
0: the wrong idea, yes, too.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. And so I'm always looking for, like, the biggest guy at the gym to be like, hey, can you spot me? Because I, I assume right. he takes it the most seriously. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I didn't have anybody spot me, so I did 35s on each side. But I feel like if I could get somebody to spot me, I could really I got, I got a personal it.
0: story. I'll had to This, this is my own personal story. Here. So I was that guy like the 70 year old week 70 pound weakling you might say I wasn't like I was in a special ed program with gym. I was just so bad this world <laughs> and then I had this guy that once taught me to that whatever exercise you do it's good and his name was Aubrey if I remember from college and so I started doing Sweet. push-ups and then in college I started bench pressing
1: nice
0: and it's I've gone for maybe let's say 30 years Twice a week to the gym. Nice. I mean, and now I think at my age and my weight class, I'm, I'm not to be cocky or anything. I think I'm like one of my top classes, I think. Yeah. And it's just because I find it so rewarding. When you get that weight up, it's like, oh, every wow. all that stress, all that anger, thing is just pushed right out, you know? Exactly. I always get a bench press, by the way. Yeah. I make sure of that, yeah. But <laughs> usually it's not as, I don't think the men are going to be attracted to me. That's not that type of gym. So usually I'm okay with that. <laughs> Abby, you ready to talk about some interesting innovative business ideas
1: oh 100 percent.
0: now these going most of them going back in time
1: okay
0: and someone told me one of them actually exists but i'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> so there's a show i i watch called things you should know a podcast thanks very good show and they were talking about the art of vaudeville
1: oh yeah
0: and i'm thinking why not bring vaudeville back yeah. Now, vaudeville started out with actors and actresses before there was film and mm-hmm. TV. They would just do these performances, and then they'd go from different cities to cities and so forth like that. But there's a lot of talent, and a lot of actors that aren't yet there to or whatever, like special abilities, or whatever that aren't there to be like the big talents. Yeah, this would be a place where they can demonstrate the talents. People would eat, drink, and in between that, they'd have a vaudeville show. Yeah, and I'm thinking that I think it'd be a lot of fun.
1: Especially, um, like, vaudeville's variety acts, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that, like... You
0: could like, do a skits also.
1: Yeah, like, look at, like, America's Got Talent. Right. It's just that, but in a smaller... For people to, like, go and see it.
0: Yeah, you know what else? So when you think America's Got Talent it's always one, like, person. But this could be, like, acts. Let's so you and your friends say, Oh, you know what? I'd love to just try this thing out. Yeah. We have this cute skit. We just put it together, see what the response is. And this is the way people can see that new how people get you know get the thing going like that as well.
1: Sort of like how stand-up comics will like take something on the road. Right. Change it.
0: Yeah, and that's they can change it and they could do it could be stand up comedy, it could be skits. Yeah. It could be music, of course. It could be the guy that throws fire or whatever. <laughs> I don't know if that's good in the restaurants. But it could be all that type of stuff and bring it to a place. So now I just gotta get a place. The last week I, <laughs> I talked about my restaurant ideas. Now I got to get a place to get that going to get the now I get the restaurant and I do the vaudeville. I, I think it might work together there you go right
1: Can I ask you a question Sure What would your act be My act Yeah I
0: I think I just do the podcast <laughs> I don't know it was like a really good point I don't know what my act would be I guess changing hats I'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> Well the other thing. I also wanted to bring up is something, another, another old idea coming back. And I heard maybe this is going on. I don't know whether it is. I don't know if I brought this up in my last podcast, but I did. I'm repeating myself. Hopefully not. Um, (laughs) When my father was growing up, God rest his soul, they used to, before there was TV shows, there were radio shows like The Shadow.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And... Yeah, the shadow was the one I always my to think of my head. And I think it's time we bring that back, too.
1: Yeah. And but, I, th- I have, like, from the acting standpoint of it, I see like, postings for things like that.
0: I mean, I think that people... Like, I'm driving to work, and I'm hearing people tell stories. It's a new thing. I've watched some the stories. I love podcasts now. That's why I like doing this now. But what the radio show would be, what it would be like, it would be a real... Visual thing, you'd have to use your eyes and your mind, but you know, you have the crashing of a door or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you no, know, and a whole nine effect on it. So, by the way, I'm giving you a secret thing here. I'm not sure I'm, this. I'm going to do this right now because you're my loyal viewing audience. <laughs> so, I thought of something, one of these ideas. Okay. Here we go. But what I was thinking about is, is it would be one incident where you, there'd be like a couple, mm-hmm. and they'd be stuck in traffic, they'd be yelling at each other, and then there would be, quote, some type of creature. That would be taking them out, taking out all the cars around them.
1: Yeah,
0: and they're stuck in traffic. What do they do? I haven't written it yet, but I think it'd be a cool concept. So I love
1: that, especially. I feel like horror lends itself really well to that. Yeah, then people just get to use their imagination Imagination a little bit, and yeah. you know,
0: I think a lot of that is cool about horror is that you like. I mean, I like the old movies and all that we did. You had to think about things. You know, it wasn't always so in your face. Yeah, you know, I think they do it a little bit too much now. Last week, we came up with a new concept. We're going to go a little out of order where you add a line to a story. So, Abby, I'm going to go to the story we, we created last week. Okay. And we're going to put your own line into it. Okay. The story is called Planet of the Mouse. Okay. And the concept is like Planet of the Apes, but what they've done recently is they've taken mouses. And they, I, this is true, they've taken brain cells into the mouses. The reason they've done... American human brain cells into the mouses. Human yeah. brain cells in a mouse. The reason they're doing that is I guess they're trying to see if they can find cures to Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and stuff oh, like yeah. that. But, in my story, one of these human mouses escapes. And, as mouses are, they multiply. Yeah. See, I think plant apes is sort of scary, but little mouses running around with human brains, that's really frightening. So last week... Your associate added this line to my story about it. And you could add your own line. (laughs) And since the escape, the fear of overpopulation and dehumanization is evident. Would you like to add the next line to the story?
1: Could you give me that line one more time?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sure. (laughs) And since the escape, the fear of overpopulation and dehumanization is evident. Okay. That was his line. You have to add a line okay, to that great, story. You ready great. to add a line. Go ahead.
1: Especially because the mice have started to accumulate into one big mouse.
0: Oh, so you're saying all these mice are on now one giant mouse?
1: They're all. Do you know like the idea of like zombies yes. when they come together? They're working and together. And then they're all working together like oh. one brain.
0: Ooh, that is freaky. Yeah, that's a little freaky, and they can kind of, like attack from different angles. Yeah. It's all like an ant colony. Then
1: they can, like, I'm getting, I'm getting a little creeped out. Buildings. I, I am getting
0: really creeped out of the story. I mean, I should get rid of this already. I don't even want to do this one. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw a series last, I saw something very funny on Netflix talking about new topics. It was the story of Weird Al Yankovich.
1: Yeah, I saw a commercial for that.
0: And what they did is very funny, <laughs> but it's so much like Weird Al Yankovich. Mm-hmm. Because when I was, I don't know, do you know Weirding? I do, okay. I do. Okay, so with Weird Al Yankovic, he is funny, but he's getting gets a little tacky. It's over the top. I always find it, and this movie was just like that. Like but
1: it's it, a little tacky. It was, it was just,
0: it was funny, and it's like <laughs> I should have shut it off like you know half an hour before it ended because yeah. it's getting like I know it's happening, a little silly. It's getting too silly, but for a while it's really good funny. But the funniest part about it is that is that people and I, and it's the musicians especially all these movies about musicians like they're changing the world they're the bold and everything they, they come out in the world like <laughs> and he makes it like the same thing like he was like the greatest artist and people like stop buying like the whole world changed when he became this great artist and he was the one that Michael Jackson copied his music it was very very yeah, cute was so
1: funny and it it's was like really funny the movie is a parody of other a, a
0: movies pa- yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so it was just, I gotta give him credit on it it was really really a powerful thing you know
1: yeah and how was uh, Daniel Radcliffe plays Weird Al Yankovic,
0: yeah, right? Yeah, how yeah. was he? It was good. It was okay. really funny. It was funny, and they had Madonna in it. Oh, Madonna <laughs> was very funny. Madonna was very evil in this movie, which was, which I thought was very cute. You know. Yeah. You know, so that was very cool. Um, I also, oh yeah, the, pod, the I was going to mention to the audience. You still have time. We're going to decide about two skits we might be doing, and I need your views. One is I'm just going to give you the name. I'm not going to tell you information about it. One is called Serial Killer, and the other one's called Favorite Oreo. Got that? Serial Killer, Favorite Oreo. You decide what skit we're going to produce next. If you don't decide, we're not going to produce anyone. So it's all <laughs> up to you. If I don't get votes on this one, this will not happen.
1: You've got to vote. That's
0: it. you got to vote. That's it. It's all deciding you. I had a little segment. We've had a lot of problems with copyright laws. Okay. So what I wanted to do, something different... I'm not sure I didn't plan this at all I wanted to see if you could hum one of your favorite songs and I can guess it okay I hope I know this okay gonna try it it's
1: very popular
0: very popular okay okay you, you plan this
1: you ready <laughs> all right
0: here we go this, this should not face any copyright restriction I'm hoping okay you go ahead hmm hmm hmm
1: hmm 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 hmm
0: oh I know this
1: <laughs>
0: okay so can I get ABC
1: ABC like twice okay okay um, <laughs> I've got to come up with the ones that aren't it <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's funny that I cannot think of a single song right now <laughs> uh, honestly can what? I give you ABC artists?
0: ABC Artist, yes. I mean, yeah, I guess so. Okay.
1: So is it either A, Kelly Clarkson. Okay. Um. B, Demi Kelly Lovato. Clarkson. <laughs> Demi Lovato. <laughs> or no, C, Clarkson. Billie Eilish.
0: No, I think it's A.
1: See, so, Billy Irish. No, really Irish. but Kelly it. Clarkson did a cover of it. Of course,
0: it. of course, that's what I was trying. I was getting to the cover of it. Yeah, that's. <laughs> By the way, I you know again one of the things some people don't like is my take on politics, but I think it's important because it's who I am, and I was honestly very upset with the last election, and one of the major reasons is because they elected someone who's really a plant that speaks. And I don't mean to be rude, but it's just it's just weird because when someone who's running in the Senate supposed to be a place where they have a great deal of way to speak and communicate their ideas. And this individual can't do that now. And I'm sorry he had a stroke, but it's really not your position. I mean, It's like you all of a sudden wanting to play an actor, Romeo and Juliet, and you stutter all the lines. It doesn't make sense that they picked a person who can't speak. I, I got to admit, I don't agree with his ideas also, but if I'm wondering, to be honest with myself, if they had someone who I agree with their ideas and they had this dysfunction, would I be willing to pick them? You yeah, know? that's
1: a good way to look at and, it.
0: And, and, you know, that's the way things, and I just was so disheartened with that. I was also disheartened with the election because I was rooting for Zeldin because of the crime situation in New York. I, mm-hmm. I just feel like the, the crime is such a serious problem. I'm, I'm worried about people walking the streets. And, and, and it's happening because of the policies they put together. Mm-hmm. Policies where they take people and they give them bail Pre-bail, they just walk out of the door. No matter what their record is, they let them out the door, and then they tell the police that if they go against somebody, that they personally can be liable. So they don't. The police just let things happen. I mean, I've seen so many incidents of actual people I know that are being hurt, yep. and I don't understand. I know all you feel about different issues, but safety's got to be the first issue. I think.
1: No, I mean, I think we. I I hear you with the bail stuff because it's it's. When you look at the bail system as it was before and as it is now, I don't think either are the perfect system because people are wrongfully convicted yes, of a crime. I know that part, too. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they can't afford for it to pay bail. And then let's say they finally go to trial like a year later and they find out that they're not guilty, guilty and they spend all this time in jail with all the money. And so it's like it feels like it's like what is the answer? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I
0: think the answer is like almost an area where they stay that maybe isn't like a prison prison. Uh, you know, like a place that they're like confined that isn't like a prison. Why does that be the worst thing? I mean, honestly, I I go back to my life. I was arrested for something. I went to a thing and I experienced what this horrible system is. Yeah. It's actually worse when you're in there than you're in jail because like, there's like nothing there. So, I mean, it's horrible. So why can't there be something in between? You're not guilty. You're yeah. in this place where you stay until afterwards and it's not a court of prison like a regular prison but it's not it's confining it's keeping the safe, people safe but especially if you have a record
1: yeah. <laughs> if this is not your first
0: offense if you have a record then it's got to be you've got to protect society from the people that do that and what also they're doing now a lot of people young kids are having them do the crime of 16 year olds doing the crime because they don't get adult sentences Oh. So that's why you're seeing a lot of this happen. They, then, you know, criminals are pretty smart with this system. It's happening all over. And you, I think the most important thing is you have to protect the population. If you don't do that, it's just horrible. And also, right now, as we're speaking, maybe this will be over by this podcast is out there. This been so delayed in the election results. It's like living in a foreign country, Arizona. Nevada, Mm -hmm. they like it's three days later and they still haven't determined who's won the election. It's like weird. How come it's such a delay? It makes everyone not believe the vote because then people think the vote's going, I don't understand it. You have states like Florida, New York, even New York, right away. How come there's such a delay? What is that about? It makes everybody so suspicious. With all the technology today, I mean, if you go to Las Vegas without having a problem, they know exactly who you are. They add the numbers very quickly. But for some reason, they can't count the vote.
1: It makes you wonder though, like is it an overcorrection because of how many people have said that elections have been like right? Yeah, do we think that maybe they're being extra careful taking an extra long time? I don't
0: know because Florida's been such a smooth transition even New York I mean you can take both sides Florida's more conservative New York yeah popular, but they did it the same yeah, night, you it makes know you and wonder. they're still counting and it's like it's so weird matter of fact, at nine o'clock, nine o'clock exactly, a guy named Joe Pinion. They determined he lost the race. But it was the election results were closed at 9 o'clock. So it's so weird exactly they knew when it closed.
1: Do we think maybe, our, and I'm not sure about this, I mean, obviously Florida and New York are very much, they're not like either of them are swing states. Right. Do we think that maybe it's because the other ones it's harder to determine? There's not as big of an in-between?
0: I don't know. I just think that the system, the way it is, is that it should be first of all my opinion is that everybody should have an ID card we all have ID cards we should give them free to everybody so this isn't a problem yeah you shouldn't interest. have to pay for them you can get a, right and so that when people can't vote twice I mean one thing that's interesting is I, I don't even know why, my parents passed away I'm sure I could have voted for them I mean there's ways people do it and there's a, lot, there's a lot of unethical things that can happen so you have an ID card come into it you get the ballot it should be a paper ballot it should be, it should be easy to count I mean we're just, we're living. They, I was just starting something interesting that in 1862 when Abraham Lincoln ran mm-hmm. They counted elections the same day. And that was in the middle of a civil war. And that was like those days with all the technology. I people, though. I <laughs> don't you know, no, but they, in those days, it's a little harder to count, I would think. Um, so I wanted to also speak about one other issue tonight, which I think is very uh, very discon- disconcerting as I learned the system. It's about mental health. Mm-hmm. You know that attack on Paul Pelosi's yes husband, which horrible. No matter what what position you are, yeah. but it's about someone who's mentally ill.
1: Yeah,
0: and the system is so bad because what happens so people that are mentally ill? Normally, what happens is they go from going to the hospital to going back home, and. If they're lucky, if they go back home, then their family has to make sure they take the medicine, make sure they go to the treatment. And it's very hard for your family your kids to do that yeah, because they also want to, you know, it's it's not an easy transition. And they people always feel like they're getting better. They don't need to do that. And then they go back to the hospital and it goes back and forth. And eventually what you find out is a lot of people that are in the prisons or on the street or overdosing on the drugs.
1: Yeah.
0: Those are all the people that should be getting mental treatment. They, and they're taking... They're self-medicating themselves with drugs that are hurting themselves. Yeah. Really bad. And the system's so bad. And the thing that I've seen is, it's funny because I know a state like Florida, where people, after they get out of the hospital, they go live in a place where they learn how to get a job, they learn how to deal with their problems, and they watch to make sure they take their medicines.
1: Is that something that exists?
0: It yes. does. I didn't know that. Not in New York, but in Florida, which is really interesting how they have a thing. And this is something that I believe, honestly, should be all over. I don't understand why it's not. Because to me it's like it's not a Republican, not conservative, not Democrat, liberal. It's the idea no, who's saving lives. Yeah and every time we don't it hurts us all. It hurts us in the streets and people. people. It hurts people. hurts people that we, people, you know, if you're pro-life, you have to be worried about people, all different people. So it doesn't make sense that this is going on. It doesn't yeah. logic. And I didn't find out about it until I like, experienced this type of thing. I just so weird, but it keeps on going on and on. And if you look at all the homeless people, this all could be solved. we would be wasting life. So yeah. it's such a strange thing.
1: I mean, we just, um, we try to solve the problem by throwing, like, just i know specifically like la like they'll just give housing and then you're not looking at what the actual issue is and you're not trying to actually help people yeah. in those circumstances like there's normally it's normally like a lot of um trauma that they went through as children that they're trying to cover with things and it's mental illness and yeah i just think that we need to start caring about people like there's so many people that are on the street that are just struggling yeah and just, you just weird. walk over them
0: yeah and, it, and it's and it, you know it's, it's just a weird thing because again, back to the prisons, back to the it's it it's a constant cycle, and when, and it's just yeah. like wasted lives, and this they can be used, they can be doing so much good stuff, you know. Yeah. A lot of people have you know just an issue. It's like the thing is that a lot of people don't think mental health is like a health issue from your head, just like you're issue in your heart. So if they treat it like that and they get the treatment, it's fine. It's, just, it's like if someone didn't take the heart medicine, they'd be in bad shape. Yeah. So it, I don't understand how we came to this level.
1: I, I mean, we went from
0: one extreme where we put people out in institutions and locked them for life, and we just said, no, we're going to let them all go free, but we're not letting them go free. We're actually enslaving them instead of the mental health, instead of letting them go free to a system that makes them better. So yeah. it's very, very sad. And I don't know, every politician should talk about this. Which, I
1: agree. I mean, you know, because it's—I mean—it's such a large population of people. Yeah. Like, look at New York and look at L.A. Like, and then everywhere in between. But those are like our big hubs. And, and they
0: just let people like take drugs till they die. I mean fentanyl whatever they just they don't care it's this weird it's a weird system it's yeah. very, very strange yeah
1: I agree and I we just they're people like when it comes down to it I think nobody is better than anybody else yeah so we should be taking care of them like they're your family you know what I mean
0: yeah and then and, 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 and the idea about again, getting their lives in order getting a job getting it's, it's good for them it's good for society as a whole so it's not it's it actually costs more money to do it this way, the way we're doing it now, than to get them the right thing. We make life a lot better for everybody. Why don't you tell us a little bit what you're going to be up to and where people can see you and all the other excitement that's involved in your life.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, so I'm super excited for the undead like when it comes out, um, and then I have another feature that'll be coming out in short films. And all of this, you can see on my Instagram. You can find me at Abby Gumper, um, which is A B B Y G U M two P's E R.
0: Two Ps? Two Ps. Oh, okay. I yeah, I yeah, talking. yeah.
1: I'm very often forgotten the second P, <laughs> but and then also like AbbyGumper.com. Like I have a website, you can find me there, you can reach out to me, I've got an email.
0: And if you need some good sushi, she'll do yeah. that as well.
1: Yeah, it's going to cost you a lot though. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it from what I hear. So
0: you have another, I'm sorry, you had another feature film you're working on too, as you just said, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's um, How I Met Mina, we worked on another feature.
0: Well, what's, what's the other feature that you're working on?
1: Um, it was called Highway 905.
0: Highway 905, mm-hmm. okay, good, okay, good. wow, two features. One short me, I was, okay, just like, moving. yeah,
1: like four shorts coming out.
0: And are they all like basically, I'm going a lot out of direction, but are they all like in the horror genre? Are they all different genres or what is it?
1: Different genres. Um, something that I was really proud that I just worked on um, was uh, sort of a proof of concept for a feature, but technically a short um, called Passion Fruit Nick's Story. And um, that one was horror. So oh. a lot of horror very recently, horror thriller. Horror I'm thriller. <laughs>
0: i, I uh, by the way I, I'm going to diverge into a different topic here, but yeah it, it, acting for different parts whether a horror or comedy do you find it different to do totally
1: yeah, completely different genres, especially like when you're auditioning it's really important that you know the genre of what you're doing um, like I will if I do a family drama um, audition versus like a sci-fi they're like completely different type of things hmm. so yeah it'll it'll influence. The character because they're living in that specific world you know
0: how many auditions do you go on what's it like how many do you get like in a week or something
1: so in a normal week it's been a little slow recently i think it has been for most people In right. a normal week i'll get two to three
0: two to three yeah and it's like what an audition is like 15 minutes or five minutes or what is it
1: depends so sometimes i'll have an audition that's like one line
0: one line. Like, like yeah
1: you're like the clerk that comes in and is like is everything okay
0: and you just re- nowadays you don't go to a studio you just say do a video and you send it in and you just like hope it works out type thing yeah
1: yeah wow. they'll give you instructions of things that they if they want anything specific or if they want your setup like I have a like a blue background setup and all the lights and stuff but Yeah, and then sometimes an audition will be like three scenes and it comes out to like seven pages. So you just never know. Yeah, you you never know.
0: And you never know when it's going to come out. Nope. That's very interesting. Wow, it's very cool. Okay, now I'm going to do the conclusion today. (laughs) So I wanted to mention something called the in-between, you might say. It's on my blog. By the way, the blog is called Bud Rubble Productions too. com. The in-between is a period between your big moves and your small moves the idea of let's say when i finish the film where's the next stage what's going to happen next or even when you go to the gym and that part where you don't know where what's going to be your next try to lift or whatever's going to happen in between is that it's actually a little scary time it's an exciting time because it's like when you're watching the end of your episode your last series and you don't know what you're going to watch next or the next end of the world series it's that time that's Unpredictable. It's part of what is an exciting part of life. Sometimes it's scary, but sometimes it builds up to something even bigger. Right now, I guess in a sense, I'm in between. My film just got finished. We're going to have to see where where that goes. We're doing these great podcasts. We don't know where it's going in direction. We're building a lot of in-betweens. And hopefully you'll join us in in your life as you go through in-betweens. Keep confident that it's just a move to the next level. It's like a stair. Just got to climb up to the next one. And keep on moving. Thank you for joining us today. God bless and enjoy yourselves. Thank you. Bye. Bye -bye. (laughs) Bye-bye.